Buffy obviously has mentioned that she's going to kill Spike because nobody messes with her boyfriend. Spike famously will live for another 123 episodes. Welcome back to Bothered and Bewildered, a Buffyverse podcast. We are on episode 10, What's My Line, part two with Frankie, Kate, and Kate. We're back. This is our first, like, outside of the pilot. It's nice to talk. I feel like we don't do a lot of two-parters, but this is fun. Yeah. And also Um, a good one. A good, I feel like actually, are there any bad two-parters? Like, we've got, like, like, Welcome to the Hellmouth and the Harvest, What's My Line, Part 1 and Part 2, Becoming Part 1 and Part 2. That's interesting, though, because they, they had different episode titles in Season 1, but now we're just, like, Part 1, Part 2. Like, we're just, like, going but for it. But then in um in Season 4, um Who Are You in This Year's Girl are a two-parter and oh, different that's names. Right. That's so true. That's, those are, that's two of my favorite episodes ever. So that stuck right out in my head. I'm like, oh, there's one. But, uh. Oh, and graduation day part oh, one and two. Oh my god, surprise and innocence. There you go. There's so many in this season alone. Like, why are they all part one and part two? Yeah, and they they like no. I, I okay. Every two parter is like a banger episode. Like so far. So there's got to be one that we're forgetting. I know. I'm sure there is. Like, <laughs> as soon as I speak it, it's like there's that terrible one that um, I forgot about. The season six premiere is a two parter, but I don't think that part is bad. That part bargaining one and part one and part two. No, that that's it's mid. It has <laughs> questionable <laughs> questionable choices. Met, many a questionable ethic in uh, but we have no, a questionable it's... choice that we'll get to in this episode. <laughs> a question of speaking of ethics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just go for it <laughs> so what's my line part two aired on november 24th 1997 bobby joins forces with another slayer in hopes of saving angel from the clutches of spike and drusilla fun shit going on we got another slayer to talk about i for one am stoked so bobby tells kendra i'm so excited Buffy tells Kendra, who has just introduced herself as the Vampire Slayer, that she cannot be the Vampire Slayer, as Buffy herself is the Chosen One. Kendra maintains her story, so Buffy calls a truce, and the two go to Giles for assistance in explaining their situation. Giles confirms that he knows of the Watcher that Kendra claims to be learning under, and then realizes that she was called as a Slayer when Buffy temporarily died during her fight with the Master. Their discussion reveals that Kendra had locked Angel in a cage, leaving him to be dusted at sunrise. Buffy and Kendra arrive to find it only an empty cage. While Buffy fears the worst, uh, Kendra points out that there is an absence of dust. The thing that, for whatever reason, stuck out to me about the introduction of Kendra is this, when Buffy says, like, you can't go all wiggy, and then Kendra says wiggy in that yeah. fucking accent, and that makes me so mad. <laughs> and then and then Buffy comes back with, no kick, go, no fight out. Wiggy is not a word. Like, oh, Buffy's- you don't know English. It's like, you're yeah. not speaking English at this point, ma'am. There like, are- you almost never do. <laughs> there are, what, truly three Black characters that appear more than once on this program. And Buffy just mocks Kendra's accent right to yeah. her face. No, this, this <sighs> part of Buffy being, like, mean, I'm not approve of at all. It gets, it's, she's so condescending. She's so ridiculous. Like, you're not even speaking English, girl. So don't try to pretend, like, she can't understand you. <laughs> this girl is 
look, we already have established she's read more. Like, well, we, we will establish it, but she write, reads more than you. So don't, don't do this. Like, Giles speaks English and fucking never knows what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> what makes you think that this girl, who also is speaking English, but clearly is not from where you are from, right? That she's just going to know all these weird words that only you they- ever say. They judge, not out loud, but they make faces in Inca Mummy Girl when Xander is talking to Ampada like fake Ampada. Oh my god. Like she cannot <laughs> speak Doritos. English despite the fact that she is speaking English utterly fine, well, and great. Um, and they look at him like, what is this guy doing? And then Buffy just does the same thing to her because she doesn't know a made-up word. Right. Like, wiggy, wiggy's not a word. Nobody knows what wiggy means except the people that you hang out with on a daily basis. So I, I have to imagine, or I want to imagine at least, that she's just doing this because she feels very threatened by the fact that there is another Slayer. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, so she's immediately going to try to tear her down because that, 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 that would feel threatening. Like, if you were told, like, you're the only one, you're the chosen one, even if you don't like it, there's still, like, a little level of, like, well... I am the chosen one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like hearing like Daniel Radcliffe and like half when he gets it. smacked in the head. Yeah, <laughs> I am the chosen one. <laughs> like, bitch. Um, so funny. <laughs> so, like, I think there is a little bit of that happening, and not so much that she's trying to be condescending, but she is. It, it's a really bad look. It's a bad look yeah. for her. It's very not, similar to yeah. Cordelia. Like Cordelia mm-hmm. was really nasty to a Swedish guy. I forget <laughs> that guy. Oh, I'm sure his on. name was Sven or something. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, we can be mean without being, like, xenophobic and yeah. racist, guys. We can, <laughs> we can come up with better material than that. We're perfectly oh. accepting of your bullying when it is neither racist nor <laughs> yeah, we can be, in any way. Yeah, if we can just be nasty and not <laughs> prejudiced, that would be great. I would, Perfect. we're here for it. We enjoy that kind of stuff, actually, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I do like in this whole little, you know, Buffy's trying to one up Kendra to Giles where she's like, well, you attacked me. So clearly you don't even know what you're doing. And Kendra's like, "Uh, I had every reason to think you were a vampire because you were making out with one. Like, what am I supposed to? Kendra's got the gig down. She's like, well, she's associating with a vampire. So clearly she's a vampire and I have to kick her ass. And you know what? If I were not wrong. If I were a normal by the book vampire slayer, I would probably think that this is what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know. Like not that girl's a probably she's vampire. at least evil. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anybody good hanging out with a vampire before. <laughs> yeah. No. Or even do non-vampires hang out? Like I feel like we haven't even seen that. Like we don't Just see really- like them making alliances with like the werewolves or you know like i don't know whatever yeah. else shows up like anything else that kind of comes into sunnydale like that's going to wreak havoc they're just sort of like their own entity that sometimes the vampires like benefit off of like on halloween but they don't like interact like they're really just only interacting with other vampires so that actually maybe furthers kendra's case yeah yeah it doesn't seem like they hang i mean why would they hang out with people when they can just like eat them i just don't know oh i literally in this episode the order of taraka <laughs> i guess whatever they are whatever but they're they not hanging be. out with them they're not they're hired. we didn't even see them call them they just were like read the tarot cards they're showing up like they just knew i don't know maybe they're like slayers 
They're just getting they're, yeah, they're they're just on their way. Yeah. <laughs> Spike really they were there know. that morning. Like, how did they get there so fast? It's a good question. A good question. <laughs> so Willie saves Angel from near death at sunrise, only to dump him in the sewer to Spike, who pays him for it. Uh, Spike takes Angel back to the warehouse where he will be held until he can be sacrificed to restore Drusilla to full strength. Drusilla asks Spike to let her have her fun uh you know torture him uh with angel uh although spike briefly hesitates he soon smiles and agrees unable to resist indulging her whims meanwhile as bobby (laughs) ruminates on the coexistence of two slayers she entertains the possibility briefly of quitting and letting kendra take over her slayer duties i texted kate about this earlier where i said you know i know drusilla doesn't have a soul she's evil whatever um if somebody killed my whole family maybe i should be allowed to torture them a little bit Uh, oh Oh, Kate has a whole thing about this. I forgot. Okay, go. Whole thing. I have many thoughts. Why does Drusilla care anymore? Mm. Her sold bodies, family got murdered. She just has the memories of her family, but she's a demon. Like, why would she even have feelings attached anymore? Does she have feelings? Like, is she legitimately upset or? Does she understand Angel enough to know that if she brings this up, she's going to hurt him because he has a soul? But then why does she want to hurt him at all? Because they were they were buds. Like well, they've been I was say maybe they were banging. They were true. banging. I was gonna say maybe it does have to do with him having a soul. And she's like, Well, I can fuck with him a little because he's not my hashtag not my angel. He's not facility. <laughs> And, and Kate also texted me about this earlier. Why do they call him Angel? And yeah, not, why do they call oh, yeah, him Angel? Angelus. Spike called him Angelus one time to his face. So why is he Angel all of a sudden? Why they like get with the new nickname so easily, so quickly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like of all the people, I feel like that would stick with Angelus yeah. if he drew. I don't know, but there's something about like Drusilla in particularly with the way the scene is set up calling him like angel versus like angelus you know what I mean like there's something I think well no you know what makes sense would be calling him angel is like saying like you angel if angel is the name he takes when he's good and has a soul then her saying you killed my family you did this you did this angel right it's just further like tying in the wound because if she says angelus he can dissociate from that I don't know (laughs) <laughs> I just don't know if I buy it she just seemed a little I never thought about it before but you're right <laughs> like I get like what you mean makes yeah. a lot of sense in that like yeah it's on purpose but I right. just didn't get that from the scene it just felt like she was like you were so well, mean to my mom and it's like who cares get over it <laughs> when, she says, like, when she says when she says say from? uncle oh wait you killed my uncle that was funny that was funny that, yeah <laughs> I wonder though if like well because okay Drusilla is like not your average vampire I wonder I'm like does this go back to like who sired her like is there a reason why because like it seems like there's the vampires who have no soul and no personality and no creativity right like I mean if you think about it like we're sort of shown in a lot of like art right that like evil cannot create like you have to have a soul to create things and like they're kind of creative like they're thinking of new schemes and they're like trying to like 
do all these different things to like get to the slayer like they're they're a little creative and they have emotions they're in love with each other they're possessive and like the judge is literally going to tell us in like two more episodes like you have feelings and dalton mm-hmm. has feelings well dalton has feelings too he re- i don't know i feel like it's not this black and white thing that we're given in in season one of like you are a vampire you have no soul you're evil like you have no feelings at all and now there's like this like kind of murky like you can have some <laughs> like yeah. i don't know they are they are of the master's lineage right um, and we know the master had some weird thoughts, feelings, complexes. Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because, like, Darla had some feelings, right? Like, I mean, ones that we won't hold on to by the time we see her again, to be fair. But she was weirdly, like, still in love with Angel. It was, yeah, it was weird. But she did have them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. But I think was... calling him Angel, that's put an extra nail in the coffin for him. I guess. But I am curious now, like, maybe she, I kind of could see Dar- not Dar- Drusilla like flaunting this from day one, even when he was like Angela, she'd be like, you killed my mom. And he'd be like, yeah, I did baby. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I could see it. And then now she's like, you killed my mom. And he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, when? <laughs> yeah yeah that's actually a really interesting thing to consider (laughs) so giles begins to bond on a professional level with kendra who seems to be a lot more dedicated to her calling as the slayer than buffy is on an intellectual and academic level uh her only life is slaying sandra and cordelia are facing bigger problems when they find that the makeup salesman that Cordelia let into the Summer's house is actually an assassin who can transform himself into a gazillion worms. They run and hide in Buffy's basement, although before long they're having a fight and hurling insults at each other. Abruptly, they kiss, and then Xander and Cordelia rush to escape the basement, running past the assassin. And Cordelia's covered in bugs, and Xander sprays her with the hose for an extended period of time. And I assume that that was both out of anger and perversion. True. It's it's kind True. of funny. <laughs> it was, kind but of, it is funny. I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad. She's right like, now. okay, okay. The way I screamed when she's like about to get outside, and then the worms just start like falling on her. Like I would just be like, "That's it. I, I am dead. I I'm was, gone." I'm just sitting here like take your jacket off yes. <laughs> take I, it I would off. be like I don't even fucking care I am stripping like you would not catch me in those clothes for one more second <laughs> like I am upset because I'm at a point in my my life my journey whatever that I'm watching Xander and Cordelia make out and I'm like I buy this more than I buy Angel and Buffy right now and I'm really upset <laughs> I am actually not buying it. I used to. When I was younger, I was like, I love Xander and Cordelia as much as I love Buffy and Angel. I and think the buildup the buildup was better for me. And then it starts happening and I'm like, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, I can't really remember how it plays out, but the sort of not just well. like not well. <laughs> Oh, it's about to. Oh, it's about to. But I um I just mean in terms of like, yeah, the buildup. And it's just like, these are dumb teenagers being dumb. And you're yeah. like, okay, go off. You can't handle your emotions and you're yelling at each other. And you're just, and, and they're like the, the most ridiculous of the group, you know, like in their own, <laughs> in their own ways. But I'm saying they're like, 
I'm liking it. I don't think I will continue to like it, but I'm liking it right now. And yeah, with Buffy <laughs> Angel, sometimes I'm just like, what are we doing? Explain. Help. <laughs> um, we really like glided over the fact that Angel's shirt magically kept falling open every time he like got dumped somewhere. Yeah, that was, there was a lot of interest. <laughs> his shirt was buttoned when willie came in and then by the time he was like dropped in the sewer it was like (laughs) and then he's like tied up like spike's got him tied up he like drops him in front of drusilla somehow one button came back i don't know how like did spike do it like angel's hands are tied but by the time he's on the ground that shirt is open again and honestly my enjoyment of the episode is right there <laughs> i buy spike being like cover up right. i cannot see you this yes. <laughs> well, why did he only button one button why did he like <laughs> properly because he was trying to see the man oh yeah oh yeah he's like he's probably like like looking i'm like okay really like peak shirtlessness so far i think this is like david boreanis is like best shirtless episode Top 10. It's not per it, you know, it's it's got you just get glimpses, they're they're back and forth. Yeah, we've he's had not just had running shirt around before for like wait, have an angel his shirts off because we get to see his tattoo and, yeah. and he's injured. But I I don't think we've seen him without his shirt on since. No. And we are now just blessed with him basically without a shirt the rest of the episode. Not to like fully pivot from shirtlessness back to like Giles and Kendra briefly (laughs) but uh it's funny to see Buffy like fully jealous about Giles like that Giles is paying attention to her he's interested in what she's saying because she's very by the book like they've it's even funny for for uh Kendra to be talking about a book that even Giles is like I thought that book was really fucking boring like I couldn't even get through it and Buffy's like, hmm, welcome to Planet Pocket Protector. And Willow's like, he's never going to replace you. It's fully like, you know, like like a stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's also going on, though, which is interesting is like, and like this goes back to what Buffy said in the like part one when she's like, you're the only freaky thing in my world that makes sense to Angel. I think at this point, and also too, because remember, Buffy's wearing like a not Buffy outfit. She's still in her like, like, plain like gray tank top and like like her cargo pants outfit which is like i mean seriously this girl has never dressed like this before um i think that she has at this point fully embraced her like i'm a slayer and my life is weird and it's always going to be weird and i think that's why she's so upset about like career week because she knows like before she's always been kind of playing the game of like maybe i can have both maybe i'll do both you know i'm both Mm -hmm. and now she's just like no i'm literally just the slayer and that's all i'm ever going to have and so i think that because she's come to that place anything that's threatening that is like really huge for her because she doesn't have her normal life to go back to and then when she kind of like is like whoa but maybe you know and then i think that's when she really starts like making mistakes because like everything from this point on is her just like not taking her slayer duties like seriously at all until like everything blows up in her face like horrendously Mm -hmm. in three episodes (laughs) and she realizes like oh I had that little dream of, oh, this, you know, she could take over and I don't need to do this. But then the consequences of that <laughs> are happening before my very eyes. And yeah. I hate that. Yeah. So it's very interesting to watch. And she's just so mean. <laughs> She'll just continue yeah. to bully the hell out of Kendra. 
the rest of the time. Until the very end when she's like, mm, but we're friends now. Girl, shut the beast so she? for real. Oh. Let's get back on track here. At school. <laughs> The career placement test has uh, obviously thrown Willow and Oz together. They've discussed their similar interests. Buffy, whose test results obviously recommended a career in law enforcement, attends the career fair seminar to appease Principal Snyder. The police officer leading the seminar calls Buffy's name, but when Buffy identifies herself, the officer, whose name is Patrice, uh, draws her gun, aims it at the Slayer, uh, revealing herself as the third assassin. Buffy avoids the bullet, which instead hits Oz in the arm, as he pushes Willow out of harm's way. Kendra comes to Buffy's rescue. They fight off the attacker. The Scoobies then gather in the library where Giles announces that Spike intends to kill Drusilla's sire in the ritual in order to restore Drusilla to full strength. Buffy reluctantly admits to the gang that uh, that, uh, Angel is Drusilla's sire, adding that Spike can do anything to her, but he had better not mess with her boyfriend. I fully forgot that Oz just gets shot. This man has more than one line for the first time ever, and my man got shot in the arm. (laughs) it's like i'm shot it's weird and (laughs) oz has the best lines like your hair is brown sometimes i said that in my real life once i think (laughs) i'm still trying to understand what i'm supposed to try (laughs) he like he just doesn't want to have a job he's like i just do really well on these tests I've never met a less ambitious person than Oz. I love him. He just wants to be like a Buddhist and just go meditate and do nothing. Like he wants to play, play his guitar in his van. In his van, yeah. is what he wants to do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. But I think he would do it like how they they want to live in the musical Rent, where it's like if God forbid if he did make money, like for, you ruined it. You ruined the art. Yeah. How dare you? I want to be lip squatting with my art because that is a real artist <laughs> that's so funny anyway the guns let's talk guns okay because i want to put out into the world right now that i'm very anti-gun i don't like guns and we have too many guns in america everybody knows this but something about a gun in the buffy verse something about the a gun in the buffy verse it is so out there and I think what makes it exciting is that it it could work someone could whip out a gun and really take Buffy out because who is she she's a slayer she can't just like fend off a gun so I figure this out eventually I in a couple of years (laughs) yeah I I I kind of love when all of a sudden there's a gun I also love that the assassins like thing is using a gun because that just feels so weird because they're like this ancient assassin trio whatever who will like never stop at nothing to get the the the, you know their bounty and like she's just like here's my like 10 guns that i brought and that's what i'm gonna versus the guy that turns into worms (laughs) yeah (laughs) what was he gonna do i just slowly eat you to death that was my assumption was okay. that he just like crawls over you and eats you? Yeah. yeah, not great. That woman was strapped. Every time her little gun flew away, she had another little gun, and then another little gun. That was funny. Unfortunately, just, very funny. Just kind but of amazing. You want to talk about an episode you could not write today? A police oh. officer opening fire in a school. Yeah, definitely. Probably would not be written today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, nobody would want this. It would be way more 
traumatic probably than it is now. Now I I was like, wow, Kelly has a hundred guns strapped to her and it's iconic. Yeah, it was kind of comedic. It was like, how yeah, does she just have of, so many guns? Yeah. yeah. I did want to talk about uh, in the library as we were talking about how this Xander and Cordelia have now revealed that there isn't the other assassin is a bug man that was in Buffy's house <laughs> to which they say you know you and bug people Xander, yeah, you and bug that. people. <laughs> this was different he was a man of bugs not a man who was a bug thought that was funny oh and and Ke- this is how we learn that Kendra has no social skills yeah, she's yeah. Like, never spoken to a boy before is that she sees Xander and she just doesn't know what to do with herself once again be so for real but i guess if this is the first boy that's ever spoken to her maybe she just doesn't understand i can understand that up into the line i hope to serve you or she says something about and i'm like no well who wrote this we made the watchers council is all men so you know what the only men she's ever spoken to it's just it's such a it's such a such a fucking bad look it is like um we didn't make up a culture for her so she's just what from would, like this vague no, she talks to right where we fear men and women she's are no problem talking to giles she has no problem talking to Willie. Uh, they're Willie? beating him up they're beating the shit out of him that yeah i don't know why xander was like so spooky like give me a break but <laughs> you know the only thing that makes sense is like that's like a real boy <laughs> a real boy a real boy that like maybe she's you know like oh boy like i've never talked to a boy before like that's she's what I'm... Not... but like yeah. but again then take the fucking line out about serving you it was weird it's it gross was it was so fucking gross i hated it yeah it was a little it was a little off oh this is also the scene where they've now confused whether or not it's a full moon or a new moon today because in the last episode spike was talking about oh the full moon tonight and now they're like oh the new moon which one they're different (laughs) how does the moon change (laughs) every 28 days so Um, it's probably been less than that i must i must oh like it's not even been 28 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't see that would be believable. Well, no, because it's career week, so maybe it's that week. Buffy's but, like, been in the same outfit for <laughs> yeah. Buffy like okay. lives in these clothes. Well, I wanted to talk about Cordelia's outfit in this because she uh, is she wearing Xander's clothes? Like she's in like I a they were like her gym outfit. Like okay. they pretend they have a gym uniform. I well okay because but anyway it's she's she's doing exactly what buffy's doing in this episode she's dressed in a way that we would never and never have yet seen this character dress before it's like so out of character it's so casual very realistic like i mean how many times is when you're a teen you like just put on like a t-shirt and sweatpants and go to class like nobody dresses like like i'm sure there's people who do dress up like cordelia on a daily basis but like most most people are more casual and it's just interesting because as another one of buffy's shadows right she's also like not in character right now so i always i thought that was interesting this is the same uh buffy obviously has mentioned that she's going to kill spike because nobody messes with her boyfriend spike famously will live for another 123 episodes spike's going down girl b so for <laughs> real <laughs> please <laughs> that was that was just nobody messes with my boyfriend girl shut the fuck up 
cringe. He Angel was their boyfriend first, and she should have some respect. <laughs> She's backing on Drusilla's sloppy seconds and she can't handle it. So while all of this is happening, Angel is being tortured by Drusilla, both emotionally and physically. She pours holy water on him, reminds him about how he killed her whole family. Spike comes in, announces that it's time for the ritual to begin. Uh, Angel taunts Spike with insinuations that he's had sex with Drusilla and that she liked it, but that Spike is unable to satisfy her in hopes that Spike will just kill him before he can be used to cure Drusilla. Spike is infuriated, but he does not lose sight of the big picture. I love the three of them. I just, it brings me such joy. This whole sequence altered my brain chemistry (laughs) a long time ago. (laughs) I I have two thoughts. One, how dare you imply that Spike does not appreciate some foreplay. That's like his whole thing. That feels like Spike's whole thing. It feels like Spike never even gets to anything else. It is just forever foreplay. He's like, he I'll just- sex the way he takes on Slayers this season. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's just like, Drusilla, I will serve you forever. Don't worry about me. It's mine, like, for years. Second, he straddles Angel at one point goodbye that was amazing (laughs) hot thank you we love just want just had to put that one out there wait when when he first gets there and drusilla's like can i have him for a little bit and she's like you've been a bad daddy (laughs) (laughs) so much it was too much it was so much but also i loved it prison (laughs) prison (laughs) like tying up angel torturing him shirtless like yeah, that's just burned into my brain, and it will be there the day that I die. <laughs> like a hundred <laughs> years old, and I will remember when you're still a torture. Yeah, yeah that I remember. Like flashes before your eyes. <laughs> I'll be like a hundred, and I'll be like, children, one time. <laughs> I lived a good life, and I saw this. <laughs> you have to see it. <laughs> you would pop in the DVD, <laughs> and it would be the DVD. Has to be the DVD, DVD player now. <laughs> In this future scenario, you do. You you found one. I on found the- one on the street. I was at a garage sale, and I was like, "Oh, these. <laughs> <laughs> While all of this is happening, uh, and everyone is researching, uh, Kendra gains a newfound respect for Buffy's qualities as the Slayer. Later on, the Slayers go after Willie once again to learn what happened to Angel. Buffy forces Willie to take her to the location of Spike and Angel, but Kendra refuses to accompany her because proper procedure dictates that she return to tell her watcher first, and she doesn't think they can stop the ritual alone. So Buffy alone accompanies Willie, but it's a trap, duh. Uh, he takes her to the assassins, always and then they a go trap. together, it's always a trap, to the church where the ritual has already started. This is a great little moment for Kendra where she's like, I, Buffy's like, I don't take orders. <laughs> Kendra's like, no wonder you died. Uh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Like, duh. <laughs> Giles didn't want her to go. Giles did not want her to go. And it was, in fact, a trap, as it always is. It's always a trap. But you know what's interesting, too, is um, I liked how we're kind of now joking about the fact that Buffy died. Because the first episode of the season was, she was really traumatized by it. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Giles, no, at the very beginning of the of part one. Of this, and- I- 
Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I don't have to be the Slayer. I could be dead. And I was like, wow, that is like a lot for Buffy to go from like being so traumatized that she can't like talk and she's just like this like shadow of herself to like joking about. It. And again, I think that feeds into like how she's fully accepted herself as the Slayer that she's even like kind of processed her death. At and, this point. and when Giles, uh, when they're trying to rationalize how Kendra could have been called and he's like, well, you did die. She's like, I was only gone for a for second. A little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like that we're, you know, Kendra is Kendra, Kendra shade when she finds that out she died. She like, died. She's like, oh, you got yourself fucking killed. Like, of course she did. We, we also skipped over, like, and she's probably a cheerleader, too. <laughs> yeah. And Giles is being like, I well, mean, she tried. Like, just- Giles is so <laughs> dumb. Story. Like, how are, you, how are you not getting that that was <laughs> like, bullying? You know what? We are missing the fact that Kendra can throw back at Buffy actually just as well. So, you know, she's just so much. Kendra knows what a cheerleader is. She's apparently also like done nothing but train for 16 years. Kendra's like, never I know been a lot to school. But she seems to be like, do they get to watch movies? Kendra's never they- been to school, let alone she doesn't even know her last name. <laughs> she has she has no last name. <laughs> That's true. Because she has like, no parents. She's stuck they in the 80s or whatever <laughs> Buffy said about her. Oh, yeah. Can you yeah. stay stuck in the 80s? <laughs> I did like I this do- whole little God. I was gonna say I do think it's very interesting when we learn about Kendra and that she's been like just like orphaned like her parents are just like goodbye go be Reigns Firewatcher because we find out that people have a way to know who is going to get the calling right but we don't really like come back to that till yeah and I don't seven yeah I don't even know if we acknowledge this storyline when we when we do that but. when we get to faith right who would be like the next way to maybe have some continuity and establish this she seems to be in the exact same situation buffy is in where it was just like they like found her like girl you're a slayer and she's just like all right cool like let's go um mm-hmm. you know kendra's the only one that like i mean there's got to be others that like train their whole life and when when buffy's first watcher comes to get her when we retcon everything that like from the movie like it does seem like there were supposed to be working with her from a young age but for some reason he like was behind or couldn't find her because again the watchers council doesn't have like memos that go out or <laughs> they're like literally like you work for us now you're a very important job save the world we will help you and tell you nothing like but we do and later establish they have a school they do have a school and they like test you at some point too. And like, also like, we'll decide whether or not to like give you information. Like they have a whole group. Like there's so many people working for them. What do they do? <laughs> what do they Something do? Something that should have been explored more and just isn't and will never ever be because yeah. it is very interesting to consider how there's just this underground thing happening and we like Giles knew his yeah. whole life he was going to be a watcher yeah but then he was just like well when I'm 40 I'll finally get to do it <laughs> so I'll finally get a slayer and he's like the second choice too because he's not even her first watcher True. and and Wesley is like young is younger than Giles yeah so it's like you know it probably doesn't even matter yeah even but- though all the slayers are the same age like are they like <laughs> mystically matched they're like you this watcher is good with this slayer like maybe like if you get to if you have slayer energy in you but you get to like 20 years old without <laughs> any slayers dying do you just get to like go live your life do you like age out of being a slayer at a certain <laughs> <point>? <laughs> like, like I, you're mean, 40, yeah, I mean the so. only 
slayers we ever meet will be are like young well i think that um wood's mom i feel like she's older i feel like she's in her 20s maybe but it's it's not established for a while yeah it's not established if she got to live a long time or not right right it it literally makes (laughs) zero sense makes no sense but it is just interesting to think that like are there's other cultures out there that this is a more normal part of their society to like know about things yeah the only thing that kind of could make sense and also feel like it feeds into the mythos a little bit is like like when we get to season seven with like the shadow council like the original watchers who like created the slayer like it could be like maybe kendra's from that culture but like maybe but she's from she's from jamaica (laughs) allegedly she that's the accent she was told to do i don't know where i don't think that's where she's supposed to be from but they can pretend i i'm sure she's just like vaguely oh she's just from elsewhere she's just from same with empata they're just from like somewhere else like something kind of african something kind of hispanic like we're not gonna yeah (laughs) just give give the vibe of african culture ish and we'll just pick from that what we want (laughs) they could just name the country they really could just (laughs) name the country research and some responsibility for like what they were talking about also was it's interesting to think she wasn't originally given the accent like the actress bianca lawson because it's like where was she where was she from before that she had an american accent because that's what bianca lawson is she's american (laughs) she could have just had a british accent honestly we would have all been like yep that's foreign like (laughs) right that's from not here (laughs) no i mean seriously i like or no every like it's like oh is this a historical piece like like gladiator where are they from they're in italy british they're all (laughs) yep That's how you know it's old timey. Is it ancient? Is it ancient Greece? British accent. British accent. They should have just given her a British accent. That would have actually been great because it would have even tied her even more in with the connection she has to Giles. (laughs) Yeah. Before we go to the church, we need to establish briefly that there are 40 something churches in Sunnydale, to which Willow said, you know, a lot of bad stuff going on. People got to pray harder. There's also about nine million cemeteries. We we know, but that's because of you know, the the copious amounts of dead people. I would imagine. So anyway, Spike orders Buffy's death. Uh, but at that moment, Kendra arrives to save her, along with Giles, Willow, Cordelia, and Xander. Xander and Cordelia work together in the hallway to kill the Worm Assassin Man, since he can only be destroyed in his disassembled state. Uh, they lure the worms underneath the door into a sticky trap of like a can of glue or something that they jumped uh, dumped on the ground uh then they kill him by stomping on all the worms uh willow and giles work together to stake a vampire while buffy and kendra fight patrice the gun lady and spike spike starts a fire and rushes to rescue the unconscious drusilla hoping that the ritual has had time to cure her however buffy prevents their exit crushing them in the falling rubble she rushes to the floor to help a weakened angel while everyone watches in awe for some reason and she helps him exit the building along with kendra believing the fire would consume spike and drusilla this ritual strange very well it's like, like a twisted wedding yeah 
And she, you know, what's interesting is like right before this, we have Drusilla in like a white dress. Um, and, and it, that's a dress that actually is going to pop up again in a couple episodes, like iconic. Um, and like, then for this, they put her in the black dress. Like she, I think she's been wearing white. I'm pretty sure she's been wearing white, like the whole season, like very, like I'm weak, I'm innocent. It's, it you looked know? like a christening dress. Like that was yeah. where I was like. Yeah. yeah, she's been like a lot of nightgowns and right, like very baby doll. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then this is like because she's going to have her power restored. Like that's now like we're we're in black dress Drusilla mode. Um, but yeah, like we have like this whole weird freaky religious thing that we really haven't been doing since Spike showed up. So it's kind of interesting that he like goes this route because he was the one that came in and was like, "We're done with this this shit." Like we're you know, but but then again, like. Buffy does interrupt, but she always does. So. If it was the only thing that was going to cure Drusilla, you know yeah. Spike's going to do it. And he, and also like it's interesting too that he was like, "We'll do it on like the new moon or full moon, whatever it's supposed to be." Because usually he'd be like, well, "Couldn't wait, like let's just go." True, he'd be like, "It'll work, whatever, just yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah." But and then I, I'm always just like, "When did Buffy come out of her cargo pants and switch track pants? When did that happen?" <laughs> because she's she's definitely wearing different pants at the end of this episode um but okay i was wondering i love like this whole sequence is so good i love a good whole scooby fight whole scooby fight and that was the thing i was wondering i was like is this the first time that all the scoobies have been fighting because i i think in in the harvest like you have like the fight at the bronze and like xander stakes jesse remember jesse by accident remember that jesse exists um and willow like throws i think holy water on darla um mm-hmm. but and i i don't remember what giles does the only other time i can think of everybody fighting outside yeah. of cordelia is Inko mommy girl oh wait they're all fighting um in prophecy girl at the end oh uh, yeah 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 they all well, like, and that's everybody yeah. too that is everybody yeah, yeah. okay so yeah. it's not the first time but i don't know i think it's because i think it's because they're kind of split up a little bit more like they're all kind of taking on different individuals and then again you know how we always point out xander gets like catharsis i was like, just gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> like why does he always get this why does he always get to like come back at the thing that like came after him every single time um okay so it's not the first fight sequence they've all been in together but it feels really not- significant it's more well done. I felt like yeah. all the fight scenes in this two-parter were so much better, like choreographed yeah. and everything than we've been this, seeing. This one actually feels like all of the ends get tied up. Like mm-hmm. Willow and Giles stake the vampire that Willow jumped onto at the beginning. Like it's the same thing that's going on the whole time. Like yeah. Xander and, and it's all the people who've been sort of working together through the whole episode. Like Xander and Cordelia have oh, been yeah, paired off right. the whole episode, so they're still together. Well, yeah. it's been with Giles the whole episode, so she's with Giles. Like Bucking it's all and, and they're like interchangeable in a way. And they're like working things. so well together. Yeah. I like love I love them. Once they team up, they're so good together. Kendra fucking that bitch up for ripping her shirt. Wait, like, her only shirt. That's my favorite shirt. That's my that's only, only shirt. I'm oh, sorry. That's like one of the funniest lines. That part is ever. funny. <laughs> like, and uh Spike and Buffy both saying that they would have rather been fighting each other anyway. Um, here's correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's here's my beef with this whole thing. You're not gonna make sure they're dead. 
Right. Ridiculous. Why would they be crushed? Why would they be crushed to death? They're vampires. It just is so stupid on their part. This is the thing. So what's going on here that I think is really interesting, and I feel like this is why this fight sequence stands out to me more than the others, is that they're all so united, you know, and in the cause. And, like, if we remember that every character is Buffy, so, like, at this point, right, like, what's the mission? Save Save Angel. Which is a weird mission because he's a vampire and and like when Kendra's like like he's a vampire he should die am I why am I the only one who sees this and I'm like yeah you are the only one who sees <laughs> honestly this. You have a point. she was right she's because right just right. let him die right Kendra a lot is of problems. right if you just let him die Drusilla doesn't get restored and you don't bring about a Kafla in the end of the world at the end of this season so she's right he should die and so everybody's united at this point like even kendra's like i think this is weird and i think he should die but i'm going to work with you and i'm going to save him and then buffy is so blinded right like we've established this like she's so blinded by her like love for angel at this point that she doesn't check like i mean it is super badass when she's like swinging that like i don't i forget what it's called the thing that makes the smoke and she like you know hits it and like everything comes crashing out like it's, it's i don't badass. know what that's called either so I, <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there's a very official the incense thing it's yeah the, the incense you know thing. you only see it on christmas i don't know what it's called i've never experienced that so i don't know it smells real Someone bad goes to church but anyway um like that's it's badass she's like i'm good i love that for her but then she's like angels hurt and like again like he's going to be fine he's a vampire um <laughs> they don't check that anybody's dead because all buffy cares about is that angels are okay and all that the rest of the scoobies are doing is just standing behind the fire and just like watching her like none of them are also going to be like let's see if like spike's dead they're literally all just there watching like the buffy and angel show like wow isn't this romantic yeah, they like, all are like the so for it they are so are ever, for it for no reason <laughs> are you guys ever so sad for all of these people considering how many times they save angel's ass before he fucking kills everything that they love in like five episodes like are you- <laughs> yeah it's wild to think about like we're supposed to like be like oh Kendra you're black and white thinking we just unlearned black and white thinking a couple episodes ago like stop (laughs) yes but then you're like actually you have many points and you will be correct to an extent uh pretty solid it's totally valid and then the cost benefit and like if they had just yeah if they had just checked if they just checked they could have not had Drusilla and Garmin to Spike, which again, even though we love Spike, deserves to die. And um, like, and then we have the the final metaphor of Drusilla being fully powered, right? Just like, just like, like lifting Spike up like he's a doll. So funny, like, oh very God. poorly done. It's incredible. <laughs> Don't worry, my love. <laughs> just dangling <laughs> from her arms, but like that's. That's how Buffy's feeling right now towards Angel. And it's like, seriously, it would have taken you no time to check, to double check. Again, you have vampires that are trapped and you could have just torched the place. There's 39 other churches. Let's get rid of this one. You're fine. Seriously. Or even just check while they're still under things and you could have like, while they're incapacitated, give them a quick stake and go about your business or just like smash the windows so that like 
you know, once it hits day, sunlight comes in. That we knew they would make it out of the other basement they were in when they got trapped because of Ford, but we were just like, this one really did it. This, this crushed thing. You had them. You had them. You were so close (laughs) to doing your job and stopping the apocalypse before you even knew it was a thing and you didn't do it. Yeah. True. But good fight scene. Yes. (laughs) Excellent fight scene. It was long too. I've noticed a lot of the time we're building, we're building, we're building, and then they fight for like four seconds and it is over and it's super anticlimactic. But this, like, it was very long and a lot actually came from it and it was enjoyable. But yeah, come on. No one thought of this. I, I am curious to watch the next episodes to see like the, the big reveal of their stupidity, to be honest, because um, I don't remember how they find out, you know, that Spike and Drusilla are alive. Exactly. They're not going to find out until surprise because Buffy's having dreams about Drusilla in the dress that she was just wearing that Buffy didn't even get to see that she was wearing torturing angel and she's like what if Drusilla's alive we never found the body because you didn't fucking look what do you mean the body there shouldn't even be a body that's not how vampires die there would be dust but like but like they don't, they're really not gonna know for sure that they're here. Well, no, because actually once they realize that the judge, they like get the arm for the judge and an angel's like, she wouldn't. And it's like, boy, what do you know that we don't know? Like it's suddenly just established that they're alive. Like first it's like, we, they're dead. Maybe they're alive. They're alive. They're definitely alive. Like they're just, they just gloss over it. Cause we, the audience know they're alive. So they just like, Okay. Like who has the time to waste? Like whatever. Right. <laughs> on. We can't get the plot for this. We we have Ted. <laughs> and so we're very busy. This episode we had to do a lot of ice. Well, last episode we had to do a lot of ice <laughs> skating. Ice skating. I will be curious to keep watching these two parters because we know that in Welcome to the Hellmouth and the Harvest they had to put a lot of filler in, and like Joss Whedon admitted, like, oh yeah, we had to like throw some scenes in because. You know, they, they end up writing something that's like not long enough to be two episodes, but too long to be one episode. And that like all the, the ice skating and stuff really gave me, we needed a few more minutes. Mm. So I, I, I'm wondering if, <laughs> if this uh, pattern- I mean, It could be that it makes sense because this is Buffy really like grappling with like normal life and- That's being- what I thought it might be. Yeah, the, so it, it's, it's so of- long. it's longer than most of the fight scenes are in other episodes um it you know because it's like her and angel are for the first time ever having a discussion that's not about vampires like (laughs) the only time i've ever seen him do that before was when cordelia was telling him about her barbie dream car so um (laughs) stan speaking of more things that i love at school, Willow finds Oz by the vending machine where he's buying a box of animal crackers. Uh, the two have a conversation in which Willow tries to thank Oz for saving her life. He says he doesn't do thanks and he compliments her smile in between talking about the monkey's clothes. This man looked her in the face and said, you have the sweetest smile I have ever seen. I love Oz so oh, much. That was and then sweet. it's also just like so nice to see someone 
have like a goofy little conversation with Willow when like she tries to say things like this and Xander who's been her friend since she does shuts her the fuck down like this is why like early seasons Oz reminds me a lot of like season four Tara where they're just like like somebody who's like weird like Willow yeah is like like there's a reason why because of the two big great yeah. loves of her life you know at first you're like she's trying to thank him for saving her life and she's being really serious and he's like animal crackers and she's like what the fuck and then <laughs> she's into the animal cracker yeah, but like it's like it is it's the sort of adorable conversation willow would have in a heartbeat it's it's so yeah funny. you know he buffy goes- had that moment in i think part one she's like the whole nine yards and she's like why is where did that, that statement come from Buffy and Willow, can you have more actual conversations? Because you would be friends if you ever got to spend time. With also, <laughs> like you can't even be like, oh, it comes from football, like American football, because a first down is 10 yards. So it doesn't even make sense that it's nine yards and they're right. I don't understand. Okay. And now I'm mad. Yeah. Now we're so. just gonna focus on the men. Now we all have to date. This is our dating season. Everybody's to date. <sighs> Boom. It's not it is nice to just see the dating I'm, I'm I'm bitching about Buffy and Angel. Xander and Cordelia are screaming at each other, and that's how they get along. So it was very nice to just be like, Oz is just nice, and Willow's just nice, and they're cute, and, they're and they get along. Yeah, and all monkeys like, are French. <laughs> like, and we needed the wholesome because we, I mean, we get that yeah. from Giles and Jenny, but like we don't see Jenny ever, so. Mm-mm. They get their Mac on next week, bro. Literally <laughs> soon. <laughs> For like but three will seconds. They bang? We will see. Stay tuned. Also, I love, love that that Oz's conversation with Willow will also come back in two episodes. Amazing. So good. <laughs> these little things. These are the little things that they do so well. They they really are good at that kind of stuff. It's soon time, after all of this, for Kendra and Buffy to say goodbye with the two now unfriendly terms since they've stopped some some world-ending things, or so they think, uh, yeah. together. With Kendra even wearing Buffy's shirt since her Kendra favorite shirt was Kendra did not stop there. the evil. No. <laughs> Why didn't Kendra think? She didn't. Why didn't Kendra think to check? Like, she was so re- she and Buffy were now everybody everybody was like linked up with Buffy in that moment they were like yeah. hypnotized they were like I am Buffy Angel is my boyfriend we are all here for this like Angel is <laughs> our boyfriend yeah. Angel's our boyfriend <laughs> this is our boyfriend today and we're all they were go all him. so invested we did the see way- Xander suddenly get just like very pro Angel Angel is our friend except we don't like except I don't like him <laughs> like me too <laughs> Me too, bestie. I get it. I get it. Hashtag not my angel. Listen. Wait, he was very, very just like, he kind of got over his shit to help Buffy, which was nice to see. But yeah, everyone, everyone's like, whatever. We know Willow's a stand. Giles. I could have used a Giles dad moment when Kendra was like, you're macking on angel. Wait, when, when did he start? Was it Igon? Was it the... The Dark Ages, like when he starts being like, "Oh, you should hang out with Angel tonight." Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Okay, because like, yeah, he's really like not doing a good job of being the adult, like at all. Like, I get that, like we trust Angel because he saved Jenny's life and he's clearly like helped you guys before and like fought bad guys and whatever and like you know he knows Angel loves Buffy. Like, 
all established. But like also, he's two hundred and forty. <laughs> yeah, he's. he's still <laughs> Why a creep. does Giles not blink twice at this? Like he's still a creep. And it's just so weird that Giles was like, "Oh, you made you made out with him in an abandoned ice skating rink." That's cute. I love that for you. It's like I just would love a, a Giles moment every once in a while. It'd be like, "You did what? You were where?" Where, what what were you doing with who and where? Because we don't have Joyce. Buffy doesn't have parents. It would just be nice to have like D- Dad Giles being like, do you really have to hang out with Angel tonight when you could just hang out with me and we can patrol? We talked about how Joyce is supposed to be the super ego for this season. <laughs> where is she? Yeah. And where is she? Way, buying art. What do you mean? Where is she? We, this is the only That's time true. we, we know ever now. know where she right. is. She's gone. She's gone. So like all of this is like really like cementing itself. Like the relationship is getting serious while common sense is <laughs> gone, someplace is gone to LA to buy some art. <laughs> we had no parental guidance and None. this is what happened. And Giles doesn't even count because he's Buffy's mind. So like right now, like I said, they're all in alignment with each other. Like not, there's no way any of them could have thought to check that they're dead because they're so, Angel is our boyfriend right now. Even Kendra. Angel is bleeding. Even Kendra Kendra is in on this whole thing because she doesn't blame Buffy for being with Angel because he's cute. Uh, And slaying is not a job. It's part of who they are. Something she says she learned from Buffy, which I thought was really sweet. She'll give Buffy a hug though smiles uh the two part ways buffy clearly feels pretty comforted by the knowledge that she is no longer alone in her sacred duty and she never will be again uh ever uh in the ruins of the church it is revealed that spike has only just managed to survive but has been severely scarred and injured he is helped out of the rubble by drusilla who has been successfully cured and fully revived she promises to return the favor and make him strong like her as she carries him out of the rubble Honestly, you know what? I'm sort of rationalizing this whole like maybe they just thought they were dead thing because like they just kind of like kicked the master down into the the library and got lucky that he fell on some debris and was so they're like the piano broke just in the right spots for the wood <laughs> to come through them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They're like it was fine. And no, it was sort of on fire sloppy. a little. Buffy's just sloppy. Correct. He let yeah. Vampire Giles get away because she was just like, I'm gonna chill. <laughs> I'm back so here. glad. The she should have learned. Song. Kendra learned from her. She learned nothing from Kendra, and she probably should have. <laughs> By the book, we don't need it. But like, Kendra came back to remind you. By the way, you're a vampire slayer. Vampire slayer, slay the vampire. And then by the end, she was like, he is kind of cute. She's like, but he's yeah. cute. You have so, so by the end, we slay literally no vampires. There were three vampires in that room, and they all got to live. No vampires. Willow slayed a vampire in this Willow, episode. Willow we, a vampire. we got a sidekick. We got a sidekick. Here. And then she wiped the dust off of a... Oh, and, Z- and Giles killed one with the crossbow when they got to the church. There were two because the one was on top of Giles and then Willow staked it and then wiped the dust off of his jacket. And I thought that was Buffy cute. Buffy killed one vampire in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So the this whole sequence, what, we have four dead vampires? Three? Willow killed one, Giles killed one, Buffy killed one. Three and then the, the two 
all, two, all three of the Taraka Tira- or, or people. Yeah. Are dead. Okay. Whatever they were. Presumably. They're all dead. We get Patrice. The bugs should for sure be dead. The bugs are goners. The we bugs are definitely goners. That I, that I would agree with. They better be. So much killing in this episode and not of the people who needed to be. <laughs> yeah. We just got some like sidekick vamps. Like, who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, Marty Noxon said that all the lines after Oz's little compliment about Willow's smile were ad libbed. Like the fucking monk, the, the animal cracker lines, they were just doing that. That's cute. That's he was so allowed cute. to do that. A pet. Seth Green. I'm sure. Seth Green yeah, yeah. loves Seth Green. And really? Seth Green does not give a fuck about anyone. So he's just is like, okay. <laughs> Joss does not let you add, he doesn't even let you like change like an a uh, to a uh, the. Like, maybe if he lets, maybe if you get permission, you know, then maybe like, they just like did it and they were like, that's cute. We'll keep it. Bring <laughs> it back to, bring it back to crushing people. We established that someone in our little couple has to be just utterly half dead in order for Buffy you know for them to not kill Buffy I guess because now Drusilla is going to be a bit distracted taking care of Spike where Spike was distracted taking care of Drusilla and I don't know why we've established that vampires can get weak and ill Um, and also break their legs but also something on their own heel i guess if you heal quickly like does he have a spinal cord injury like does that just eventually heal by itself he's wheelchair bound after this episode until he's suddenly not until he's suddenly not yeah speaking of things that suddenly occur in this episode i forgot i did sort of skip this on purpose but i didn't uh xander and cordelia just like mac Oh yeah, yeah. Episode, yeah. in secret. I, did, yeah. I didn't really care, but uh, <laughs> with the music, it is very funny. It is very funny um, that they they do the whole to do. It's almost more dramatic, honestly, than some of what we've seen Angel Buffy do with the music and the. That's why I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, it is very funny. Will I continue to enjoy it? That is pending, but a one off. Like I just like I'm. I'm not saying I can see them dating. But I can see them pulling shenanigans like making out in a basement. That makes well, sense. that's like most of their relationship until yeah, like fully be with Father and be wondering. Pretty it much, it is very just until they start to actually act like they have feelings for each other. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, ma'am, please. No, Cordelia, he's called you a hooker you. for five years. <laughs> you are so much better than this, and she's called him a loser in this episode. Like a. <laughs> They both deserve better, frankly. Xander, not by much, but I'll admit... Someone who's at least a little nicer to him. Yeah, I will admit Xander doesn't deserve to be just, like, bullied every day by his girlfriend. Just by his friends. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He get he should get a little more of that, I think. Everyone should be bullied by their friends. Because yeah, then everyone, if, we, them. If, we weren't, if we weren't bullied by our friends, we would all be insufferable. So... <laughs> He's putting Willow in her place all day long, so she should really be given to her. I don't even. Want... <laughs> He's actually. He, should... he needs to give a little bit of that back every once. He in a while. told her, "Was it part one when he told her you need a life in the worst way?" I would have beat the shit out of somebody if they said that to me. Because Xander's having, he's living it up. 
Like you're both just weirdos who hang out with the librarian. Like, what are you talking about? You're not better than her. That's true. I'm like, what life does Xander have? He's with yeah. Willow. You all <laughs> hang out together, actually. Where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you? Yeah, like what? <laughs> what social life does he have outside of this place? It's like your other your other friends that don't exist. <laughs> no. That does happen in every sitcom. Like when convenient, the friends of friends will just have other friends to like come to a party. And you're like, where are those people? Who are they? Where are they coming from? When do you see them? Yes. This is the best hour and a half I've had here. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about the lore too hard. No, don't think about the lore. Don't try to make sense of anything. No. Best but like so far. torturing Angel. Drusilla and Spike just being around, we haven't been getting enough of that. We haven't been getting enough of, like, the characters that matter to the season. We're getting mm -hmm. enough Oz. Finally Oz. Um, frankly, the guns. Something about them <laughs> we love. That's just you, babe. <laughs> yeah. I'm just... You're by I yourself. I <laughs> appreciate this, this ridiculous notion that you know people decided like well why wouldn't we just like if spike had a gun right now like the season would be over okay let's just let's yeah. just face the facts like, it's funny that this show decides to bring guns in when convenient because i think that if vampires really discovered guns the entire town would be deceased so it's just kind of funny to me how they they pop in to this universe but um yeah this episode had it all What's my line part? I had no idea that that's what this episode was about, literally at all. So I was pleasantly surprised and, and had a good time. Good I love stuff. this. I love this. these. These are episodes that are rewatchable. Like, I feel like as we've been going through this, I'm kind of like putting to bed a lot of things that I'm like, oh yeah, I don't need to ever watch this episode ever again. <laughs> like, I'm good. I have met my quota for my life. And this is the first one where I'm like, I might come back to this one day, you know, like when you're saying, I can't, love. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait until when we're through the whole thing. I think we can make like a real list of like, yeah. here are the actual probably 75 episodes you need to watch <laughs> yeah oh that you need to watch yeah yeah and yeah. here's all the the garbage <laughs> and then watch. here are like the, the 20 that you should watch again and again and that's it like <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah very pivotal stuff happening like you could probably at this rate just like put on school hard and this and <laughs> call it seriously call it this, this this really did remind me like why we started this podcast like it was really like there's just been so many episodes and even like the really good ones they haven't been like the good ones like we haven't even mm -hmm. like gotten there yet you know it's where the show really like hits its stride and it's like yes this is like what we're doing and like really yeah. good at it you know we have not like we've had glimpses and we've seen improvements and like hints of where we're going but like this is the mm -hmm. first time where it's like yes this is good this is like quality storytelling i'm here for it i've said before like we've talked about this a couple of times where it's like this is another one of those instances where it feels like season two as opposed to season one like the things that people love about season two to me are way more established in season three in terms of structure mm -hmm. because it's like the reason why that episode is so good is because it feels like the first time that it's like we got to enjoy all of these other things but also the plot is moving but also yes like mm -hmm. th like 
we forget how to do that again a couple more times in this season you know what I mean where there's like random plot details sort of dropped into episodes where they don't really fit yeah Mm -hmm. I think that um this is a really great episode in that it provides all the same foreshadowing and lessons but it's straight it not it's not straightforward I mean you can still dig into it but we've done so many episodes where it's like oh we're still learning that you know you're gonna date a monster and this thing's gonna happen and you know and lie to me we have to learn that like there's good and evil and in everyone and this is finally like okay we're getting there we're not this is yeah these these two episodes are a flash of exactly how good this show will know how to be eventually to me because there are better things coming even in just this season yeah and it's it's like this actually as many times as I've said like oh it almost feels like the show's hitting in stride no it is like right here it's we've we've hit it we've hit it yeah and, and next week, we're going to do <laughs> I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm a little excited. It's John Ritter. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be John Ritter. I love John Ritter. But yeah, after hitting I can't stri- see him as anything but Ted after this. So <laughs> he's ruined, Ted ruins John Ritter for me. Wow. After watching some of the best episodes yet, we will be watching Ted. <laughs> and so... <laughs> God help us. And so, if you would like to stay engaged with us, you can follow us on all social media at bbbuffypod. You can also chat with us in our pod club on the Fable app. Just check out the links in our description. And if you enjoyed this, recommend it to a friend who needs to learn the dangers of joining an MLM. <laughs> it's never free. <laughs> Nothing is free. It's-